Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 we're back, we're black, we're brown. <laughs> we harmonized. <laughs> oh, we're taping a little earlier today, Mandy. How you feel about it? I mean, these midday recording sessions are a bit challenging, I have to say, <laughs> but I'm working with it. <laughs> Thank you for accommodating me. Uh, so unfortunately, you were, we were talking a little earlier, and you were saying that um, we're still in this, um, still in the... Um, Government shutdown, which I'm like, yikes. Is there any word on the street of there being like, you know, a slowdown to this? Um, we're officially in our, what is it, the fourth week now. It's a record, record long government shutdown. My husband, I was talking to him. He's been, we've been through, since I've been with him for seven years, I think there's been maybe two shutdowns that he's had to go through, but none has lasted as long as this one. I mean, this past weekend, he did not get paid at all. I can safely mm. say he has not been working overtime or trying to stay later than he absolutely needs to. Because what's really sucky is like if you're deemed essential, which means you still have to go into work and you're still not getting paid. Some people are furloughed, which means you just don't have to go to work and you're not getting paid. Um, but hopefully what they'll do is they'll repay, they'll like back pay people when the shutdown's yeah. finally over. But it sucks because some people are I mean, yes, no one's getting paid, and that's really, really challenging for some families who are living, you know, paycheck to paycheck. But at least if you're not getting paid, you don't have to go to work. You know, he still has to go to work. Yeah, which... so you still have to the expense of going to work, whether it's the train or toll or gas or whatever. Yep. It's like insult yeah. to injury. So I don't know what the hell is happening in Congress. You know, we had some Republican representative, whatever his name is, make a comment about how he's not sure why white supremacy was ever seen like such a negative you know, I saw that. Thing. I was like, and, oh, hmm, okay. And, and Yo, why is racism so bad? It's not that bad. <laughs> I don't know. Someone was like, man, but wasn't it good to see the Republicans, you know, immediately denounce him and try and get him off these committees and oust him and stuff? And I'm like, cool. So they did the bare minimum. You know, they had one good instinct, which is like, yes, racism is bad pat on the back for that one, you know, realization. The bar is yeah. very low. The bar is it very is low. It is very, very low. Even like, like I, you know, I thought the government shutdown was not directly, directly affecting me until I got some letter uh, for two of my businesses about filing a specific type of like form, but we had already taken care of it digitally. So we tried to call just to be like, oh, just the FYI, this is done. And it was like, oh, wait, no one's there. Like we could not get through. There was no one to pick up. So I was like, wow. So if you have an IRS question or, you know, whatever it is for your business or for yourself personally, you know, there you might not be able to, you know, it, you might have to just basically wait. So we're just kind of waiting 
And it's just um, a little frustrating because, you know, there's a fee attached if you don't act in a, within a timely manner, according to the letter. So it just makes me like a little worried, like, wait a minute, you know? Yeah. One thing I'll say is we got some we got some emails from the banks that we bank with and a lot of banks are being cool about, you know, with the shutdown and saying like, if you're afraid you're going to be late on a payment to call your bank. And if you are having trouble making ends meet um, credit unions, a lot of financial institutions will issue or offer loans potentially to people impacted by the furlough. Um, yeah. If you, you know, at a, at a low rate. So um, it's it's one possibility if you guys are struggling um, to make ends meet. I'm thankful that we have our emergency fund, so we're not, you know, and we have a dual income household, so we're not as stressed um, as some family is. That I feel really blessed to be in that position. But um, yeah, there are people who are like, I can't imagine being like a single mom or a single dad and being like, but mm-hmm. how am I gonna buy things? You know, like yeah. this is four weeks is that's two paychecks, and you know, uh, most people don't couldn't miss one, let alone two. So it's just very, yeah. I, I just, I wonder what the longest shutdown has ever been just in history period. This one. You know? <laughs> this one. <laughs> no, really? In yes. History. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is a record government shutdown. And it's not, it, government shutdowns aren't even that common of a thing. I mean, they have been in maybe in the last, I don't know, Obama had a couple, but before that, there hadn't really been any since the 70s. I was looking at a list of, you know, historical government shutdowns and no, it's not something that happens all the time and certainly not for this long a period of time, a full month. Wow. That's not common. And meanwhile, we're playing a game of economic chicken over a wall, um, which I have to say, I did listen to a couple of um, podcasts where they interviewed law enforcement from the border. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was interesting to hear their perspective. And it's really sad to me because there is so much, there is like a valid concern over border security and the humanitarian crisis at the border and families, um, you know, risking their lives to cross and being, you know, doing it really unsafely. There is so much that needs to be done, and yet we're just kind of getting stuck on this one conversation over a wall. And there's so much more nuance to it than just that. And it's just like, you know, it's not even about Trump anymore. It's as much about Trump as I think as it is with just Congress people in general not being able to, um, you know, amend their differences and create some kind of actual reform that will help people versus, you know, getting stuck on this whole the wall symbol of the wall, you know? Yeah. It's like 2019 is already starting like this. Cause one, I don't know if you ever, I was just reading some article. I forget what, what newspaper is saying that they feel like um, Europe is already in, um, in a recession. Really? That, oh, oh God. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, 2019. Can I get my foot <laughs> in the door before you slam it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's still, there's still good to be had. I think there is, you know, hopefully a lot of our listeners, if you work, um, you know, your typical nine to five, this is performance review season. So this is a time I always say, don't wait until the performance review to ask for that promotion or that raise. Um, but I'm curious to hear how people's performance reviews have been and if they feel like they're beneficial. I'm about to do my whole round of them next week. Um, and I always, and if, especially if you're like on the other side, I don't know if you do performance reviews with the budget needs to crew, but for me, we do weekly check-ins and I try to make sure that nothing I say in that annual review is a surprise. And as a manager, I, I, I would like the same in return. Like, you know, as long as we're being open and candid during like the weekly one-on-ones, then the performance review really shouldn't be a surprise or a shock to anybody. So if I've been like meeting with you once a week and then you wait until like the day of the review to be like, oh, yeah, I'd love a promotion um, or I really have ambitions to do this or that. There's nothing wrong with it, but it, it's yeah. it's not as guaranteed to like actually like, you know, 
happen in some cases. Sometimes those things take, um, you need so more of a opportunity to plan or put the pieces in place to get things going. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's, I mean, I'm trying to think we don't, we do, I guess, some performance reviews, but not like in a, we still don't have like a, like a super system. That's something that we were working on at the end of last year, like a place where things can be held and like a specific, maybe like performance review tool. Um, so we're still kind of flying by the seat of our pants, pants when it comes to that. Like, seems like you're doing a good job. Keep it up. (laughs) (laughs) No, but we're getting there. Sometimes you don't, you know, as we start to, it's crazy when you, um, like with the business, as we get like bigger, we definitely move, um, um, we make bigger moves, but it takes a little longer, you know? Yeah. Because there's just people to consider. So before it was literally like, what do you think, Tiffany? Sure, Tiffany. Okay. You know, and you pivot. And then now it's like, okay, well, if we make that decision, what does that mean for the finance team? And what about the marketing team? And will they have the fun? You know, so I can see how, like, I can't even imagine like a huge corporation, like a Coca-Cola or something, or like a Ford, you know, like what it takes to turn that vehicle around, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. What Thank else God is new? Just, What's new on the house front? Um, I don't know. Just, well, you know what? I did find a really good um, cabinet person. So I was just looking for different like um, cabinet people. And, I, and you know, the, the thing about cabinets is, is a, once people make a design for you, they don't necessarily like to give it to you because they don't want you to shop it around, <laughs> you know? Oh, really? So, um, yeah. Hmm. Well, sometimes, sometimes. I mean, like, because... If they give you all the specs or whatever, you can literally take it from person. I mean, that that takes, um, you know, maybe like an hour or maybe not even, maybe half an hour to hour, or hour, if not more, for someone to create. And then you shop it around and then someone else might end up getting the, you know, getting the payment for the work that that person has done. So there was a little, shopping around can be a little bit difficult because you're wanting to remember to pair, compare apples to apples. But, you know, the only way to do that is to be like, these are the same specs over and over. But I found a good cabinet person. M&D, I think, cabinets or something in, like, Belleville or Bloomfield. I really like him. Lou. Um, hey, Lou. He was, yeah, he was great, honestly. He, um, he, what I liked about him is you can tell, so it's a family-owned business, which I liked. But what I liked is that you can tell that he's been doing this, like, 30, 40 years. Because, like, when I showed him the drawings from other places that I had gone, he was really like, oh, you know, they put this too close to the wall. You don't realize it, but when you open this door, it's going to hit this. You know, oh, oh, you know, like just little nuances that people missed out on. And so I got to see the rendering today and it looked awesome. It looks honestly really because he also came with his own kind of like design sensibility. So I'm excited. The tile for the kitchen is picked out. The bathroom, um, all the bathrooms kind of like tile and backsplash, all that stuff I picked out. So now the only thing is, is like ordering. The hard part is with the um, uh, cabinets is that they come in fairly quickly within like two weeks, but we're still not ready. We're, states still haven't closed up the walls yet. So it's like, you can't, where do you put them, you know? Mm-hmm. And apparently yep. there's, there's a, right, there's a pending tariff coming that the, I guess the president has threatened. So that way it slows that slows down how much, um, foreign, um, goods that we purchase. Um, and so that it, I have to be mindful because oh, the where do the cabinets will, come from? Um, most cabinets come from China. They tell you, even the American ones, they tell you, usually they're 
put together in America, but the components typically come from China. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so there are a few that are made in America, but very few. Like like I said, that we saw some cabinets that they they posture as American cabinets, but really they're like, girl, these do-, they put them together here. So potentially the tariff could be as high as twenty percent. Mm. And so Lou, you know, Lou Damn. was like, just be my I know. So, you know, let's just say your cabinets are gonna be, you know, um ten thousand dollars that's another $2,000 on top of that. So he was like, typically they get a heads up about a week in advance, but he's been getting letters like faxes every day saying like, you know, potential tariff is coming. So he's like, I'll let you know. And then I'll just have to order them and put them in like storage or something. Cause I don't want to spend an extra $2,000, you know? Yeah. No bueno. Our, um, if someone, I was sharing my Instagram, on my Instagram story, I was sharing like pictures of the Renault and like what the before and the after of my kitchen and everything like that. And one of the, I think one of our listeners asked, you know, how much did the kitchen actually cost? It's kind of hard for me to like say how much the kitchen cost because so much of it was, it's all wrapped up into the total Renault cost because we did the whole ground floor. But my countertops alone were, countertops and cabinets alone, do the math real quick, four, nine, at least like eleven to $12,000 just for mm-hmm. that. Um, by itself so that gives you a a sense if you're listening of the cost and that's just new cabinetry I think the hardware for the cabinets which we got from um, build.com that was like another 500 bucks Um, and then the appliances if you have to get all new appliances that adds to it as well but let me tell you my husband just got back to me with an update remember I've I've given a boost to the city price rewind program before and he just was g-chatting me earlier letting me know that the fridge that we bought went down in price by 288 dollars and they just sent him the refund wait wait Um, wait 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 wait. so what tell me about this thing again I've told you I know but you know I got the memory of an 80 year old it's not the first time (laughs) see you gotta take notes (laughs) um it's called the city so if you get a city I had the city double cash card um, and it comes with access to the City Price Rewind program. And I, I don't know if it's the only card, the only city card that offers it, but it certainly does. And what happens if you if you make the purchase with your city card, which offers you 1% cash back on the purchase and then 1% cash back when you pay off the card. Um, on top of that, if the price of that item that you purchase with the card goes down, I, I don't know what the I forget what the time frame is. Um, then if you tell them or they may find it themselves, actually, like sometimes we'll get an email just saying, hey, the price dropped on this. We're going to give you a, re- a refund. Um, but if you see that a price drops and you alert them, then they will refund you as long as it's within the terms and conditions of. And I'm telling you, we've saved hundreds of dollars, like no joke, mm, purchasing city, our appliances on double that. cash. I do remember now, now that my flashback, I'm like, oh, yeah, you said that like three times. Yeah, man, it's legit. <laughs> Especially if you're buying like appliances. It's January now. We purchased our appliances like in November, December, and the end of the year is when they start discounting last year's models and rolling out the new stuff. So I think mm-hmm. that's why we're seeing the stuff that we purchased drop in price now. Um, so there's no such thing as buyer's remorse as far as the appliances thing. No. When you went with appliances, did you guys get appliances from the same like manufacturer, like all LG or whatever? Oh, Lord. Yeah. My husband was like, became really obsessed. I'm like, listen, our entire, like the entire house sings now. The the dishwasher sings, the oven freaking sings, the microwave sings, the laundry machine sings. We, it's all just like, do, 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 whenever everything, <laughs> when it's preheated, when the cycle's over. And not only that, but he's got it set up to text him because everything's Wi-Fi enabled. No. Don't ask me why. <laughs> So what, let me tell you, I was like cooking dinner, doing laundry, and I don't know, I used the microwave, the dishwasher or something. And at one moment, like everything was beeping and ding- and jingling and his phone was going off. And I was like, this is freaking insane. 
our place is not this big. We're never not going to hear when something <laughs> is done. And he's like, it's fine. It's He just loves his gadgets. But, you know. Yeah. No, that's awesome, though. Yeah, we're going to. Uh, I just can't wait to get, you know, when you get over the hump, when you start closing up um, walls. And I'm just like, I just can't yeah. wait to get over the hump. You'll be there soon. You'll be there soon. Yes. I think like in another week or two, because all the electrical is done except for the HVAC. And then all the plumbing is done. So I really feel, I feel like we have a, another week at the most of like, of the um, HVAC. And then we start closing up walls. And that's when you start really rocking and rolling. Yeah, man. It's exciting. Yes. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. So are you good with your buzz? Anything else you're buzzing about? I'm all buzzed out. <laughs> All right, so let's go for questions. We're going to do something special today. I'm excited. Uh, we haven't done this before, but if you are a dream catcher, you know that I have a dream catcher um, Facebook group. It's about 350 or 60,000 women. We're actually going to pull some questions from the dream catcher group. Um, I will um, keep your name anonymous since you didn't consent um, uh, publicly. So first question comes from, well, I'll just use a fake name, comes from Maria. Um, Maria says, my husband and I are thinking about consolidating our debt. It's about $7,000 and this would include all of our debts, loans, credit cards, um, all that kind of stuff. Um, do you think that's a good idea to consolidate our debt? Oh, I mean, I think consolidating debt, especially if you can save money on interest is an uh, mm -hmm. amazing idea. And I don't think people do it often enough. Yeah. I love the idea of debt consolidation. Um, it's also a way to like, if you, for example, you're struggling to afford your monthly payments on a loan or something like that. Um, if you take out a new loan and use that loan to pay off your existing loan, um, the new loan may have terms that are better suited to your needs. Like they may have lower payment, um, which you can achieve by maybe getting a longer term loan. Um, that's one reason people consolidate their debt. Just understand that when you extend the time, the term of the loan, which means you pay it off for longer, even if you're saving money, it feels like monthly because your payments are lower, you are adding to your interest costs, right? Because you're, you know, dragging on the debt for longer. So if you do that, just keep that in mind. And, you know, once things, hopefully the financial picture gets a little bit better and you can start making bigger payments than the minimum and, you know, not end up paying way more down the line. I'm also, yeah, I know. Go, go ahead. ahead. I was also going to shout out to balance. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I get so excited about balance transfers, Tiff. Um, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Balance transfer it out. Balance transfer it out. So credit card consolidation, balance transfer offers are really awesome, especially if you have good credit. You tend to need to have you know high 600s, low 700s minimum to get approved for a good 0% interest 
um, intro offer on a balance transfer card, but let's say, you know, you spent money on one credit card and, um, you know, you're struggling to make the payments on time, but you know you can do it in a few months or, you know, maybe it'll take you even longer than that. A balance transfer, if you get approved, you can transfer money to a new card and then enjoy a 0% interest rate for however long the term says. Um, and then let's say you get to the end of that term and you still have some left over. If your credit is still good, then you can apply for another balance transfer and, you know, keep it moving. That's just one way to, to get around interest fees. Yeah. I, I remember I did that when I, that was one thing, like when I was through, going through like my financial um, struggle before I knew this is before, like, I knew I was going to miss my mortgage payment. And this is like post recession or during the recession. And before that hit and dragged my score down, because I had a really great score, I went ahead and opened up, you know, um, a balance, I think one or maybe even two balance transfer cards because I had some high, um, high credit card balances. And that saved me because I think one of my credit card balances was, or maybe it was a combined of like $30,000. And that, like the interest, what I would have paid on that $30,000 would have been, I, I don't know that I could have paid it off, but it gave me, because my balance was, my um my credit was so good at the time because I had not um, missed my mortgage payment yet. I think I, it gave me like a year and some change for 0% interest. So I was able to actually just pay on the 30, like as, as it was. And so that, that you know, it, it, it gave me a significant, um, like running head start. So that's always a good idea. It's crazy. I know I, you know, you hear like the Dave Ramsey's of the world that tell you like, so you're going to get into more debt to get rid of your debt. Like, and they tell you, don't do it, don't do it. And I can understand in idealistic theory, like, you know, like, you know, taking on debt to get out of debt, but sometimes you, you know, it's like, you have to do what you have to do, you know? Yeah, so. and I understand because what happens is sometimes you'll pay off. So let's say you take out a loan and you pay off like three credit cards and your auto loan or whatever. Um, and then you have three, you have those four payments, which are no longer stressing you out. And you have one payment now and you may feel like, oh, you know, I'm debt free now. I'm going to, I'm more relaxed. I can go to the mall or I could spend money on lunch today or whatever, but you're really not debt free. You have to like mentally remind yourself the debt has not gone anywhere. It still exists. It's just more simple for you to manage. Um, so mentally you have to, um, just shift that mindset so that you're not feeling like you're debt free because you definitely aren't. Yes. And you don't want to all of a sudden have one card you paid off and another card you transferred it to, and then start using that card. Now you have two cards with high balances. So, yep. you know, yeah. Okay. Next up we've got, let's call her Cynthia. Um, so Cynthia says, I am looking to sell my home. Has anyone negotiated commission fees for the listing with um I guess with the listing agent, and if so, how much did you save? Oh, I read this wrong. So, I was telling you earlier, Mandy, that I have negotiated um um commission fees, but honestly, I can I negotiated commission fees with the um I was I was a buyer with the buying agent. I didn't realize I didn't see the listing, but I've definitely heard because a couple of my friends are realtors. Um, so you can always negotiate. I mean, you can always ask. It depends on what kind of market it is. Um, you know, if, if there's not a lot of buyers or not a lot of sellers and people are kind of like, look, I, you know, I, you know, if someone has like, you know, a hundred different homes, they might be like, no, I really don't have to. It really depends on the market that you're in. And honestly too, like how well, you know, the agents, oftentimes agents that, um, you know, that you're cool with, like my, my seller's agent, she knew me and knew what I did. And she cut her commission down in exchange for, um, a one-on-one budgeting session, you know? <laughs> and 
And so I, in my experience, like my real, so example, the agent that we used when we bought our house, um, the seller paid his commission, not us. So typically, like if you're the seller, you have to pay your own agent's fees plus the buyer's agent's fees. And in that case, sometimes you can negotiate with either your agent or maybe the seller's agent to try and decrease the cost of those fees. So, yes. So for, for me, because I bought my house um, the, uh, through a foreclosure, there was no, the only, she was getting her fee directly from me. So it was a unique uh, situation. Okay. Gotcha. You know? So um, her name was Amina. And so it was like I was going to have to pay her the 3%, you know, just out of pocket, basically, um, because the the the, um, the site that we use, Realty Bids, it was just a bidding site. So they're not going to pay her anything. So but in exchange, like I said, matter of fact, Amina, I owe you your um, session. Um, but that was what we <laughs> that was what we negotiated. <laughs> and I was like, OK, that's fine. And so, you know, I saved some money and and then, you know, I get get to do a session, which I like doing anyway. But to me, you know, it's not even just about bartering. Sometimes it's just about asking. And if it's the right environment for that kind of um, negotiation, then it doesn't hurt to ask, you know? Yeah, 100%. You want to take one more? Sure. All right. This one is from um, Tanetta. <laughs> I'm the worst at coming up with names. Hey, Tanetta. So Tanetta said, so I got my first credit card from Navy Federal. The limit is $200 because it's a secured card. I used $20 of it, but am I supposed to pay it back when I get the bill or can I pay it now? I'm trying to rebuild my credit. Hmm. So Tanetta, first of all, congratulations, because that's good that you know you're clearly trying to raise your credit score and a secured card. Do you want to maybe explain what a secured card is just in case folks are new? Oh, you haven't listened to the show, apparently. Secured cards (laughs) are different than an unsecured credit card. So an unsecured credit card is when you apply for a credit card online, you give the lender nothing in return except for your good credit score, and you get approved and they issue you a line of credit. A secured card works the opposite way. Um, You actually give the bank money to hold and typically a CD account. And now that they've got your money held up, they will issue you a line of credit for around the same amount, maybe a little bit more. And what you'll do is you'll pay a monthly payment against that account for 12 months or however long it is. And after that time, as long as you've made on-time payments and everything, they'll return your deposit to you. And you may wonder, why the hell am I giving people money just to borrow money from them? It makes no sense. Typically, secured cards are used when you're trying to build credit. So if you're mm-hmm. someone who's recently moved to the United States and you don't have a credit history here, or you're someone who has poor credit, you can't get approved for a traditional credit card and you want to rebuild your credit, it's one way to build your credit back up. Or if you're someone who's young and has no credit yeah. history, you may not get approved for the card that you want. So you want to open up a secured card account to start building credit. I like to say the secured card is like a credit card with training wheels. And because, Tanetta, you got it from Navy Federal, which is good, um, they likely have a unsecured card, which is just basically like a regular credit card where when you swipe, you're basically taking out a temporary loan. Um, that what will happen is it's easier to make the transition from a secured card to an unsecured card because it's already with a bank versus like a secured card that's not with the bank, which those are fine, but depends on what your end goal is. So, Tanetta, um, to answer your question, it's best if you wait till you get your bill or at the very least ask your um, your credit card companies, ask Navy Federal, what is my statement date? Because if you're trying to raise your credit score, um, I'm assuming you're, um, you're, you're wanting the credit bureaus to get the report from Navy Federal saying, hey, Tanetta used her card. And if you pay it off too soon, by the time they report, the card is at zero. And so there's nothing to report. 
So you're wanting the the statement date is just the date that they released the statement. And that's why it's it's fine for you to just wait till you actually get your statement and pay it off then. That way you know they've reported, Tanetta used it, and then they're going to report, Tanetta paid it off. So that's what you're wanting, this consistent. She used it, she paid it off. And and congratulations on being smart and really keeping your um your balance low. You really want to be low and, and under, I, 30% really should be the maximum that you should be charging on that card, ideally lower than that. And, um, and honestly, too, I didn't know if it, like $200, that's a good rate, right, Mandy? Like, that's a good down payment for a secured card because sometimes it could be like $600. Yeah, definitely. That's not bad. Um, I can mm-hmm. I can share a list on on the podcast notes of we have a good roundup on Magnify Money of the best secured cards. Um, you should look at the deposit amount. Also, some of them carry interest rates that are pretty high. So you want to get ones that have a lower interest rate, um, few fees, if if not no fees at all. Um, and yeah, the lower the deposit amount, the better, because it's hard to come up with like a few hundred bucks on the fly for some people. Yeah, yeah. So this is a, that was actually a pretty good one. So um, what was her that, name? Tanetta. Tanetta. Well, that's not really her name. But, you know, <laughs> I know. We're, we're <laughs> so if you guys have questions, you can certainly hit us up. If you go to brownambitionpodcast.com, there's an ask us anything button. You can ask there. You can email us at the ba podcast at gmail.com did i get that right brown ambition podcast at gmail.com <laughs> Darn it. but that is our twitter <laughs> handle so you're close <laughs> i'm in the someone's like remember someone wrote they're like it's hilarious that tiffany still doesn't know the handle so i'm like whatever girl funny Mind your business. so funny i was just thinking how funny it is <laughs> I'm like, mind your business, girl. Everybody doesn't have the sharpest memory. You are memory shaming. Um, We love you just the way you are. (laughs) No, we love your questions, honestly. Um, Career questions, business questions, um, finance questions, personal questions. Um, Send them on over. All right, so we always like to end with a brown break or a brown boost. Booster break or booster break. Are you going to boost or are you going to break, Mandra? Oh, let me just count my boost as a city price rewind for today because my my brain is shot. (laughs) Well, I am going to break. So you know how, well, I don't know. I think Mandy, uh, typically you you cut it out that almost every time we tape, somehow Superman like opens the door like no other time. Like I could take a three hour nap, no door opening. But he's like, I smell Tiffany taping her podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So not only, so thank God I had my phone on quiet. And I told him, I was like, hey, babe, I, your lunch, because where we live is where he works. Your lunch is on the, is on the, is on the stove. Here's what, like, everything is here. I, and then I, I called him to tell, and I texted him, I'm taping my podcast, you know, so just, you know, do what you need to do. So I heard him coming a little bit. I heard him eat lunch. Then I see my phone ring because why not? And then he just texts me. I lock my keys in the house. Text me when you're done taping and leave the door unlocked. I can't. I'm like, yo. So oh, God. <laughs> Wait, so is he locked out right now? Yes. <laughs> Let that man into the house. It's cold out there. I am. But it's just hilarious because it's like, yo, Superman, like any other time you are a fully functioning human being, except when I take me when we're taping at a different time. I swear he's doing this on purpose. <laughs> so that is my brown break. <laughs> a break from um, Superman shenanigans. No, I love him. But it was just like really funny. Because I'm like, wow, really every time. You just can't help yourself. Work from home um. struggles. <laughs> All right. It's been real, Mandra. Please let him into the house. It's really cold outside. <laughs> I am. I'm going to go downstairs right now. Okay. All right. Have All a right. good rest of your week. Thank you guys for listening.
The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.